Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stingler, plus an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network. Well, things with the Padres are continuing to trend down, and it's been tough for them to catch any sort of break. And this is a struggling team right now that is continuing to find losses coming in chunks. I've been trying to keep my spirits up about the team, remind all of us they are still in a playoff spot and they control their own destiny. The pressure was on the Padres coming into tonight. The Reds won again today, and Joey Votto was staying hot. The once big lead in the wild card has shrank all the way to zero. I mean, a new season starts tomorrow for the Padres and Reds, and it's it's most likely who can win the most games from here on out. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan after the Phillies beat the Padres 4-3 to tonight in a wild game. The Padres end up working uh, 10 walks tonight, but they were not able to do anything with them, and they only scored three runs on those 10 walks. They got four hits, and... Tonight was a really tough night for the Padres just because, number one, they are in much need of a win, and uh, they have now lost four in a row, and it's just not everything snowballing in the wrong direction for the Padres. And, by the way, uh, we will be going to Jace Tingler in his press conference to hear about what he thinks uh, happened tonight and also what he thinks about home plate umpire Doug Eddings, who you may remember. It hit me during the middle of the game, but it may remember you may remember him from the Florida Marlins game or the Miami Marlins game a few weeks ago where he took the entire game out of the Padres' hands and the same home plate umpire against the Marlins a few weeks ago was there tonight. The, the one where some even thought he had a vendetta against the Padres. And we saw some emotions boil over tonight. And I'm glad to see some emotions boil over tonight because it's crazy that the Padres keep getting... They, they've been... I will say it. They, they have been getting the short end of the stick here with the umpiring. And I know that it goes both ways. And it probably does level out for over the year. But these are big-time situations that the, the Padres are, are being rung up on. And it's not even a... A strike, and, and you're taking you're taking wins out of the hands of the Padres. And over the remaining schedule, the Padres have to find themselves taking advantage of every single aspect of the game they can. Matt Moore, the, he was the Phillies pitcher tonight. He came into the game with an above six ERA, and 
The Padres need to capitalize on that. They have a really good lineup. They have a lot of great hitters, a lot of talented hitters. They need to scratch more than just a couple of runs against him. For some reason, the Padres at times can look like they are facing the best pitching in baseball and then say even when you don't get to to Matt Moore and you don't put runs up on him, you can take advantage of the 11th worst bullpen in baseball when you're talking ERA. These are all things that the Padres need to take advantage of, and it's, it, it's just not happening right now. I'm not saying they need to score 10 runs every game. Just do enough to stay in the game and put them away late. And uh, the Padres did not do that tonight. They they had runners on base all night long. Tommy Pham had three walks tonight. Eric Hosmer had three walks tonight. And it just wasn't working for the Padres. The Padres, were they ended up 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. But it was much worse than that to me because they had the bases loaded three separate times in the game. Three different innings. They had enough runners on to load the bases. And the Padres just could not strike when they needed to. And and it's just very it's very disappointing, and I know a lot of Padres fans are disappointing. So we are going to go right now to Jace Tingler. He is sitting down with the media and find out what he had to say about tonight's loss. Take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jace Tingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. Hey, Jace, how would you assess the offense tonight, especially considering the bases were loaded several times? You guys had some chances. Yeah, I thought uh, being able to get on base as much as we did, I thought we did a good job, you know, in the zone. Obviously, Manny, um, you know, crushed the ball there, there to left field to get us up. And then, you know, with runners in scoring position, uh, you know, we weren't able to get the, the, the big hit. But the good part was, was being able to grind the at-bats, getting on base, all those things. But obviously, you want to be able to finish off those innings, and we weren't able to do that tonight. What did you make of Snell tonight? I thought uh, really good stuff. Um, I thought uh, he had some – had a couple guys that had some really good battles with him. Um, I thought the, the the key to the just overall night, the difference, um, you know, was just – a couple times, uh, the walks to Segura, you know, seemed to come back and and, and bite us a couple times. Um, you know, we had the, I guess it was the third inning, two outs, and then uh, Segura drew the walk, and uh, JT and and both Harper had really good at bats. But besides that, uh, Snell had really really good stuff and um, just got the, the the pitch count, you know, up, which uh, probably prevented him from from going out for another inning or two. What was your take on what happened with Manny there in the eighth inning? No, it's uh, – we're obviously frustrated with the zone. Um, you know, I, uh, I I don't know what to say. Like, our guys, we're not going to swing outside the zone. Like, we're not doing it. And and they've been disciplined to do it. Um, I think all – you know, throughout the night, there's balls, ball and a half, you know, whatever, off the plate, something's going to give. Doug's got – I think statistically the widest zone in the league and we're not swinging outside the zone. So something's going to give at some point. You've talked about this group being understandably frustrated and, and kind of edgy. I, you know, is this kind of loss, especially because you guys were pretty close with it the whole game. Um, a tough one to swallow in the sense of just like, because of that, because of the zone issues and having the bases loaded and just kind of how, how it went down. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, 
the thing can switch, you know, with, you know, with one pitch and, you know, we feel like we're right there. And, you know, like I said, uh, the walks to Segura, just not being able to, to, to cash in with runners in scoring position. And we feel like we're, we're, we're right on the brink there, especially tonight and just, uh, didn't get the break, didn't make the break, however you want to want to word it, but we're you know right there from being able to to, to win that game. Thanks, Chase. Kevin Acey. Chase, what reason is there for Tommy to swing at that first pitch there? Uh, what reason? Um, yeah. I, I I've got to go back and look at the pitch, uh, Kev. I I haven't seen it, uh, so I don't know. Um, you know, Tommy is one of the best at uh, pitch recognition, and you know he's usually a very, very good decision maker. And so, uh, obviously, didn't get the result you know he wanted. I think you know with the the ground out to short, I haven't gone back and looked exactly you know where the pitch was or or what it was doing. Um, so I, I don't know how to answer that. So there's not like any counsel or anything like that. That hey, this guy can't find the strike zone; it needs to be pitch because it was, it was on the edge where you yeah, trust I mean, Tommy to go do what he does most definitely yeah most definitely yes How, what's your theory on it's not just that Eddings has a white zone you know two times he's been behind the plate it has been skewed against you guys egregiously what's your theory I don't know because I think we get different numbers than they get you know I I, I read the, the the first time it was you know, 15 to 17 calls, you know, win against us. They don't get that. Uh, I, I don't know what they, they get. Um, so I, I, I can't comment on that. Matt Scraby back with you here. Padres postgame show 97 through the fan after the Phillies beat the Padres. And you hear Jace Tingler there and uh, the umpiring just needs to be better. And again, I don't want to make this about the umpires because Ultimately, it's the players on the field making plays and, and making plays that will help them win a game. But when you're getting a uh, strike three called with two outs and the bases loaded on a pitch that's way outside, it's just not it's just not ever going to uh, work in my mind. I don't like it. I don't like it. You're taking the, the bat out of their hands, and, and that's not cool. And it's happened twice now in two different games. All right, I want to take a phone call real quick before we head to break. And on the other side, we're going to do more phone calls. We're also going to get to the highlights. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973, or you can tweet me at Matt Scraby. But let's go to Scott and Santee real quick. Scott, what's on your mind tonight? Matt. Hello. 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 What's what's on your mind tonight? Yes. Well, I mean, yes, the umpiring sucks. And what? Tatis gets hit with a pitch, you'd think they would squeeze the zone like they do against our pitchers. But that's not what I was calling for. Okay. After three walks in that one inning, why is Pham, I don't care if it's a strike or not, why is Pham swinging at the first pitch? I, I mean, that was our best chance to get the lead. And, you know, the guy had already walked three guys in the inning and – he swings at the first pitch. I don't care if it's a strike. Take a pitch or two and see if he walks him too. That's all I had to say, Matt. I, I agree with you 100%, Scott, and thank you for the phone call, 833-288-0973, if you have anything to say. But I agree with you 100%. I actually made a note when we talked to Coach John Quintero about – I want to ask him about stuff like that because uh, earlier in the game when Manny Machado hit that two-run home run – 
it was uh, with one out, and then all of a sudden, before you're even done celebrating the home run, both uh, the the other outs were uh, the Padres went down the second and third out real quick, and it was like, whoa, what just happened here? Why are why are they not taking any pitches? Why are they not? Why are they just swinging at the first pitch? And I agree with you, Scott. I I, I thought about that too with Tommy Pham and. Um, I don't know if that's something within the team or if that's something that he was told to do, but it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. And I'm going to ask coach John Cater if they're what, what he thinks about that, because uh, I definitely thought the same thing. So we're on the same wavelength, Scott. We are the Padres lose to the Phillies tonight, four to three. They are now tied with the Reds in the wild card standing at 67 and 57 on the season. The Reds are six and four in their last 10. And now the Padres are two and eight in their last 10 and they have lost four in a row. So things are not going well right now for the Padres. We all know that. And it's starting to get to a, a boiling point for a lot of people around town. So we're going to head to break. But when we get back, we're going to go through some of the highlights and the low lights, if you want to call them that. And then we're also going to take your phone calls and, Talk to Coach John Contera. So Matt Scraby with you here. Padres post game show, ninety seven three the fan after a Padres loss to the Phillies four to three. We'll be back about three minutes here on your home for Padres baseball, ninety seven three the fan. Let's listen back to the most exciting plays from today's game with our game highlights presented by Eco Water SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSoCal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSoCal.com. Matt Scraby with you here, Padres post game show 97.3 The Fan, and we're going to get to the highlights right now. Uh, to start the game, it wouldn't be a Padres game if it didn't have some drama in the first inning. Blake Snell led off the game with a four-pitch walk to Gene Segura, but came back to strike out JT Realmuto. But then Segura, he uh, tried to steal... And it was a pickoff attempt, and the ball or Cronenworth could not handle the throw, and so Segura was able to get to third, and the the error was charged to Jake Cronenworth. So not really a great start for the Padres in the first inning. They struck out uh, Blake Snell, struck out Bryce Harper, then got Andrew McCutcheon to ground out, and that would end the top of the first. Lots going on there, but no runs scored. The Padres went down one, two, three in their half of the first. Blake Snell steadied the ship after seeing three batters and striking out two in the top of the second. Then the bottom of the second turned out to be one of those really important moments in the game. With two outs, Eric Hosmer worked a walk. Will Myers doubled, and Eric Hosmer then went from first to third. Hassan Kim was intentionally walked to load the bases for Blake Snell, and it was unfortunate. Snell hung in there. It was just the luck of the draw that he came up to bat. He hung in there, but in the end, he struck out, and the Padres left three on base right there. One of the keys coming into the game tonight was to score first, and the Phillies would deny the Padres of that, similar to some of Blake Snell's starts this season. He gets the first two guys out, and then he had uh, some trouble closing out the inning. Snell walked Gene Segura, Segura for the second time of the night in the third, and catcher JT Realmuto would have an opportunity to get the Phillies on the board first. Segura bouncing at second. Here's the 3-2 pitch, and that's hit in the air down the left field line. Pham is not going to have a play, and it is off the top of the wall. Segura comes in to score easily. Real Muto just missed a home run. He'll settle for an RBI double. one to nothing. fills here in the third. And uh, so that was uh, what happened first uh, for the scoring in the game with JT Real Muto. Things got no better for Blake Snell with Bryce Harper at the plate and a runner or – Sorry, let me start that over. Things did get no better for Blake Snell with Bryce Harper at the plate and a runner on. 
Three and two coming, and Harper hits it in the air deep to right field. That is an absolute no-doubter. Up over the barrel deck, a two-run home run for Harper, his 23rd of the year. And now all of a sudden a big-time two-out rally for the Phils, three to nothing here in the third. It was a no-doubter, as Jesse said, and sometimes it's very scary when Bryce Harper gets a pitch like that because you know exactly where it's going, and it's into the seats. The the Padres, they have not made it easy on themselves as of late, always trying to come from behind, and they would have to again tonight. Tommy Pham worked a walk to start the the bottom of the third. Fernando Tatis Jr. would strike out, but with one out and one on, Manny Machado faced Matt Moore for the second time of the night. Especially when we're in situations like that. 1-0 is hammered to left field. That is deep. That is gone. I don't know how, but it is a two-run homer for Manny Machado. I think the fence out there is eight feet high. I don't know that that ball ever got more than eight feet off the ground. It skipped off the top of the wall and left and into the seats. This is a one-run game in the bottom of the third, 22nd of the season for Machado. That was a great call by Jesse Agler because I thought the same thing. I was like, did that thing even make it to 10 feet? But if the, the fence is 8 feet, then it was about 8 feet. I've never – I don't think I've ever seen a home run apex that low on the way out. 119.6 miles an hour off the bat, and it got out in a hurry 15-degree launch angle. That was actually the hardest hit home run of the season in all of baseball. So now the Padres have the longest hit home run all season with uh, Tommy Pham at 486. And then you got Manny Machado at 119.6 off the bat for the hardest hit home run of the season. Padres couldn't get any more, but it was a start for them. And we go to to the top of the six. Blake Snell, he did what very uh, few pitchers have done recently. And as the pitch through the fifth inning, Pierce Johnson would replace him. But Blake Snell leaves again with a mixed emotion result. He struck out nine, gave up only two hits, and walked two. So it was good and it was bad. Really, the only bad was the Bryce Harper two-run homer. And Blake Snell, I mean, he only gave up two hits. He pitched very well tonight. But he also made the mistakes that ended up costing the game. So, I mean, the, the, the blame isn't all on Blake Snell. But still, at the same time, there is uh, mixed emotions about a start for him. The last time the Padres had a starter go five innings was last Saturday, so that was a welcome uh, thing for the Padres pitching staff. We can say Blake Snell had them in the game while he ate up innings. I think that's safe to say. All right, we go to the top of the eighth and Emilio Pagan pitching. He gets the first two outs, then Andrew McCutcheon came to the plate with a runner on. Theoretically helped get the ball back in play as this one is lined to left field. Kind of towards down the line. They didn't have him played that way. Fans got to track it down. Segura's rounding third. He's on his way. Cronenworth's relay to the plate is cut off. RBI double Andrew McCutcheon and the Phillies add on here in the eighth. It's four to two. Uh, things were starting to feel a little desperate at that point. I have a feeling for all, most of Padres fans out there, the bottom of the eighth was wild for the Padres and they needed to pick it up. Uh, they need to pick up two runs to tie the game. Eric Hosmer started the inning with a leadoff walk for his third of the game. Will Myers singled, but Hosmer was able to go first to third. And the Padres were in business with no outs. Adam Frazier struck out. Then Trent Grisham struck out on a, ha- a fastball high and tight. Eddings rung him up. Another one of those calls that the Padres believe went against them. It was close. It was close, but still. It was just uh, one of those uh, frustrating calls. With two outs, Tommy Pham walked. Then Ian Kennedy would head into the game for Archie Bradley for the Phillies. And with Fernando Tatis Jr. next up, he would actually get hit in the helmet. Fernando, he went to the ground. I stood up like, oh, no, Fernando. But he did end up 
getting up, and he's going to be fine. Jace Tingler said after the game that he's going to be okay. He was a little bit stunned when he got hit in the head, but uh, he'll be fine. And it would score, a- so I'm sure that Fernando's cool with it as long as the run scored. So it's 4-3 to three now with two outs. Manny Machado at the plate, and here is why he got thrown out. No balls and two strikes. Here's the pitch, and Manny swings and misses strike three. Chased an elevated fastball, throws the bat and the helmet, continues to say some things to Doug Eddings, who's kind of letting him bark a little bit. Skip Schumacher is uh, now running out there, trying to get between him. Manny's going to end up getting wrong, and he did. Machado's now going off on Doug Eddings, who has now ejected his fourth Padre in his last two games behind the plate. And the Padres lose their all-star third baseman here after the end of a very frustrating eighth inning. And the reason Manny Machado got himself thrown out, it would have been a big deal if he, say, they tied it up and they didn't have him, but it was his last at-bat of the night, probably. So why not? And the emotion spilling over from Manny Machado, I did like to see that. And uh, things were just not going well for the Padres tonight, and that was just not something that was welcome for the Padres tonight. And I'm glad that Manny Machado... Uh, said what was on his mind to make sure that Doug Eddings knew what's up here in San Diego. Now we go to the bottom of the ninth inning and the last chance for the Padres. They were able to get uh, Jay Cronenworth to ground out. Austin Nola struck out, and then here is how the game ended. Here it is, and a liner up the middle, but right at Gregorius, the shortstop makes the catch, and the ball game is over. For only the second time tonight, the Padres go down 1-2-3, and Ian Kennedy earns the four-out save. Final score, the Phillies four and the Padres three. Pods have dropped four in a row and now tied with Cincinnati for the final playoff spot in the National League. And that would be it. Jesse Agler said it all. The lead in the wild card is now gone for the Padres, and they will... Uh, be tied with the wild card or for the wild card with the Cincinnati Reds. The Padres scored three runs on four hits. They did have that error back in the first inning. The Phillies scored four runs on five hits. They had no errors. Uh, Hector Neris gets the win for the Phillies. He's two and five on the year. Blake Snell takes the loss for the Padres. He's six and five on the year. And Ian Kennedy picks up his 20th save on the season for the Phillies. Uh, it's been tough. I'm just going to keep saying that because that's all I got in my head is it's been tough. The Padres have lost uh, two of, or they've lost eight of their last 10 games. So they've only, they've gone two and eight and they've lost four in a row. Not what we're looking for while the end of the season is in sight and the playoffs are in sight. All right. Matt Scraby here with you on the Padres postgame show 97.3. The fan, the Phillies beat the Padres four to three. I know that there's a few people on the phone that want to get there. I promise to, I promise you, I will get to you. But first, I want to go out and talk with Coach John Cantera about tonight's game. Now, Coach, three separate times in this game, they had the bases loaded. They weren't able to do anything with it. And, you know, uh, there's some some outside circumstances like being rung up on pitches that are not even close to the strike zone. What were you thinking tonight while watching? Well, what I'm uh, seeing right now is uh, a ball club not swinging the bat all that well. They had four hits tonight. Uh, you can blade and Doug Eddings all you want, but – uh, there were a lot of good pitchers. The Padres will watch right down the middle of the plate tonight. And, you know, I know a lot of people are, are upset about Tommy Pham swinging at that first pitch uh, with uh, Hector yes. Harris having walked uh, three batters in a row, uh, loaded the bases. The prior uh, 10 pitches, Harris had thrown eight balls, and Tommy came up and swung at the first pitch and made out and ended the inning. You know, if there was one guy 
in the Padre lineup, Matt, that I would pick with two outs, the bases loaded, uh, to, to work the pitcher, it would be Tommy Pham. He leads the ball club in walks. He's a, he knows how to hit with two strikes. And uh, that, that was a little bit disappointing. But, again, you know, he, he saw a pitch he liked, and he gave it a go. didn't work out. But, you know, I'd like to see him work Neris because he was really having a hard time throwing his fastball for a strike. But, you know, his bread and butter is that split-finger fastball, and he really struggled with that. He actually bounced one, uh, buried it. Uh, that went for a wild pitch that moved runners up uh, before the final uh, base on balls there uh, before uh, Pham came up. So tough night. Padres left 12 runners on base. Uh, they couldn't get it done. They were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. And, again, you can blame Doug Eddings all you want. He wasn't good. But you know what? He yeah. was bad for both ball clubs, quite frankly. Yes, yes, he was. And uh, Blake Snell tonight, he had one of those starts where he had <sighs> – moments of great and then he had moments where Bryce Harper hit a home run into the seats off of two breaking pitches in a row how would you have classified Blake Snell's start tonight I thought he had great stuff tonight uh, Matt I really did uh, you know uh, Real Muto got him for that double an RBI double and then uh, uh, Harper got him for the two-run homer that was a 36 pitch inning but uh uh, I thought he threw the ball exceptionally well. In fact, I thought he threw it as well tonight as I've seen him throw in a Padre uniform. And I know it didn't work out. He gave up the three runs. He ends up taking the loss. But I saw a lot of good things out of Blake Snell tonight. I liked his breaking ball. I liked his fastball. Uh, there were a lot of things to like. I mean, nine punch outs in five innings. You know, if that pitch count doesn't get away from him in the third inning tonight, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. He goes at least six, if not seven. But uh that was a tough one tonight because he had really, really good stuff, I thought. Yeah, I, I did as well. And, uh, you know, the Padres win, well, it's just it's just been very frustrating for fans. I know that we've been hearing on all of our shows as well that they're just tired of they're tired of the, the, the Padres swinging at, at the first pitch. And I know that you have already kind of addressed that with the Tommy Pham incident, but I was going to say specifically after uh, Manny hit his home run out, it was like before you could even celebrate, the inning was over. And I just don't understand, like, why maybe you can explain uh, the thought process at the plate for someone after something like that happens where it kind of changes the fortune for your team. Well, you know, I think every night's a little bit different, Matt. I think uh, it really depends on who's the mound, uh, who's at the plate. Uh, a lot of times uh, at this level, the best pitch you're going to get is the very first pitch. Because every pitching coach in the country is telling uh, their pitchers, hey, you got to throw strike one. That doesn't mean, you know, tube it right down the middle. That means throw it normally. What pitching coaches want at this level is throw that ball down and away. But if that ball ends up leaking over the plate, you're going to get a fastball. You're not going to hit good sliders. You're not going to hit good curveballs. Change-ups are going to give guys problems. You want to try to, you know, well, obviously as a hitter, work ahead in the count. And like I said, uh, sometimes the first pitch you get may be the, the best one you get. But, you know, going back to Fam, I mean, Fam's the type of guy, I mean, he could go – you know, a one and one, one and two, and he could he could work a walk. I just I was a little disappointed in that at bat. I know uh, Tommy probably felt he had a good pitch to swing at, but boy, after Neris uh, walked the bases loaded and prior uh, ten pitches only two strikes, man, I think you got to make him work a little bit. Myself, you do, especially with the the Phillies bullpen and how they're not the best bullpen in Major League Baseball. <laughs> so. Uh, anything else stick out to you tonight, Coach? No, I just think the Padres, uh, they're going through a very difficult time. I know Manny was upset. He gets ejected. Uh, Tingler tried to save him, but, you know, he got ejected, and then Manny kept going. He got ejected, and, 
you know, I know there are a lot of people saying, well, you know, he might get uh, suspended. I don't think he'll get suspended. There was no contact. I mean, he'll get a nice little fine for throwing his equipment. That, that's where it first started, I think, when he threw his equipment, and then Manny mm-hmm. went off on him. So, you know, he'll get a little fine for the, the throwing of the equipment. He'll get a, uh, the regular fine for an ejection. And, you know, I don't think he's going to miss any playing time. But, you know, more than anything else, Padres just got to play better. I mean, they, they had opportunities tonight. They can blame, mm-hmm. like I said, Doug Eddings all they want, but – Man, they got to swing the bat with runners in scoring position. 0 for 5, 12 runners left on tonight. They were leaving guys uh, uh, all over the bases tonight. And, you know, now they're tied with uh, Cincinnati. But not only that, they've allowed St. Louis to get back in it. They've allowed Philadelphia to get back in it. Philadelphia is now only uh, uh, four games back in, in the wild card. And who knows what happens the next couple of days. I mean, the Padres have allowed three other teams to get back in this thing. Yeah, that's the most disappointing part because they did have a pretty good cushion. I, I was trying to remember, Coach. Do you remember how far they were up? Was it like six or seven games in the wild card before? Was that like the I most? Was, uh, at at least was, six. Yeah, at least six. I do. I do think it was at least that much. So, Padres. Hopefully, hopefully, being looking up in the standings and seeing that they're now tied for the wild card. Hopefully, that wakes them up. I, I don't know what else can wake them up at this point. Um, but maybe this will be the time that they wake up, seeing that their playoff hopes are on the line. Yeah, there's there no question about it. I mean, they either wake up here in the next uh, few days or uh, all of a sudden uh, they're going to be uh, looking up at one or two teams above them, and that's tough. I mean, they got the toughest schedule in baseball uh, starting tonight, the rest of the year, toughest schedule of all teams in Major League Baseball. And, you know, I'm looking at this division. The Giants get beat tonight by the Oakland A's. The Dodgers win their eighth straight. They're playing. They're only a game and a half back, and, you know, mm-hmm. they just push that lead out for the number one wild card. They've got that thing wrapped up right now. Now the Padres have got to find a way to, you know, pull up their boots, get after it, and hopefully big Joe Musgrove tomorrow night has a great outing. I agree with you. Thank you, Coach. I will be talking with you tomorrow on the postgame show. Hey, I will look uh, look forward to it, and hopefully we're talking about a Padre W. We need one desperately right now. Please. I can't do any more of these postgame shows after a loss. <laughs> it's been so tough, but you did 13 years worth of postgame shows, so you did losses and you did wins, but we'll, we'll try to get hey, it I had tomorrow, a 98 Coach. loss season one year, Matt. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I will not like. complain. I will not complain. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coach. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All righty, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Coach John Cotera joins us each and every night on the post-game show. You can listen to him, his show on 97.3 The Fan from noon to 3 on weekdays. They are talking Padres baseball. I'm going to take one call before we get to break, and on the other side we'll take some more calls, uh, I promise. Now is time for the calls. I do know that we have a caller on the line, Matt. Is that correct, Brian? Just make it. All right, let's go to Matt. He uh, he said he's ready to go. He tweeted me at Matt Scraby. What's up, Matt? Lay it on me. Hey, Scraby. Scraby, you hear me? Yes, I do. Hey, Scraby, what's up, my man? Uh, all right, so a couple things I got to say. One, one, much love for you. You're killing it on the postgame show. And uh, and Gwen and Chris, you're, you're the man. So, I appreciate great that. Great job Thank on you. that. Uh, absolutely. All right, a couple things. I'm a diehard Padres fan, right? Grew up, grew up in San Diego. Me and my brother, we live in San Francisco now. Um, we we come down, we got season tickets, right? Uh, working from home, all love. And these guys, we came back, came back for the Red Series when Caratini hit that walk off, and, uh, and and we beat the Dodgers that uh, that next series during the week. That 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 team was different than the team right now, right? You see all the Dennis Lynn articles, and you're like, all right, it, did 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 Preller kind of screw this team? 
I don't think he did, but is the Hosmer is the Hosmer situation uh, kind of weighing us down? There's a couple things that's going on. I think, genuinely speaking, uh, I think we're a good team. I don't know if right now this team really wants to make the playoffs. Um, I think I think they have the talent to make the playoffs. I don't think they want to make the playoffs. Then there's a lot of things that are going on. You can't lose to the Phillies with Matt Moore, who was in Japan two years ago, is pitching. You can't lose to them. You can't. We have too many good players on our team to lose to Matt Moore. Blake Snell was the Cy Young in 2018. Hey, man, I'm as big of a Padres fan as it gets. We can't lose these games. We can't lose these games. End of story. Hey, Scribby, all love. I love it, Matt. Thank you for the phone call. And uh, I will say something about A.J. Preller and the Eric Hosmer thing. I, I have read those rumors, and I've heard of those rumors as well. But the, the thing that jumps out to me immediately when I think about that is the only people that are going to be hurt in this whole thing if they're trying to you know, strike back against A.J. Preller or Jace Tingler or whoever it is, is themselves. They're making, they don't want to lose because then they're on the line for it, and people that, that follows you around. So that, that theory doesn't make sense to me. I do know why the theory is circulating, but I don't think that theory specifically would be the reason why the Padres are losing. I think the reason the Padres are losing is because they're just uh, they're just finding themselves in these situations, and they just don't have starting pitching right now. It's impossible to win in a Major League Baseball game if you're not able to to get a starting pitcher that will at least give you five innings. And we we had Blake Snell do that tonight, and they still lost. But if you put that up again and again and again you're going to win more times than you lose so i think that the injuries to starting pitching is really weighing heavily on this team and if anything you could point to the fact that the padres did not get a starting pitcher at the trade deadline because that was uh, as time goes on that's more and more glaring as something that is happening with the padres right now so um, I appreciate your phone call, Matt. We share a very great name, first names of Matt, so appreciate that as well. Call us back anytime, 833-288-0973. But um, I, do think, uh, the, I do think that the standings and them being tied now with the Reds and having all these other teams breathing down their neck for this wild card spot, I do think that's going to wake them up a bit. And if, if that doesn't wake them up, then I don't know what's going to wake them up. So. We will have to see what happens from here. I keep saying that, but that's exactly what I have to say because it's the only thing I can think of saying is that we'll have to see what happens. Is this team, like you said, I know I'm rambling at this point, but Matt said this team is different from the team in June, and I completely agree with that. But that was also millions of injuries ago as well. So Matt Scraby here with you, Padres postgame show after a Phillies win over the Padres 4-3. to when we get back, we are going to go through our – we're going to name our player of the game. We're also possibly going to hear from a player. And uh, later in the show, we're going to tell you about what happened tonight in baseball. So that's all when we get back here on Your Home for Padres Baseball, 97.3 The Fan. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel, San Diego's favorite casino and dining. Three and two coming, and Harper hits it in the air deep to right field. That is an absolute no doubter. Up over the barrel deck, a two-run home run for Harper. He's 23rd of the year. And now all of a sudden a big-time two-out rally for the Phils. Three to nothing here in the third. 
Matt Scraby here with you on the Padres postgame show. I hate making Bryce Harper the player of the game, but I don't see how we could do it any other way. Bryce Harper hit that two-run home run in the top of the third inning. It put the Phillies up, and it was a monster of a home run as well. So Bryce Harper hit his uh, his 23rd home run of the season, and he pretty much launched the Phillies into a victory. So that was... Uh, that was what Bryce Harper does. He seems to love playing at Petco Park, and he loves hitting home runs at Petco Park. So uh, he powers his Phillies to a victory of 4-3. to three. Okay, let's go back out to the phones here on the Padres postgame show. 833-288-0973. My name is Scraby, and we'll go to Marcus in Point Loma. What's going on, Marcus? How are you feeling tonight? Thank you for calling, and thank you for holding. Oh, yeah, thanks, Matt. I uh, called him a while ago. I think the uh, topic of uh, my call is the identity of the Padres. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're losing because we've lost our identity. Like, who are the Padres, right? Mm-hmm. We're always playing mm-hmm. from behind. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> tonight we had, what, 10 walks, four to five hits, three runs. 10 walks, yeah, 10 Even walks the, and four hits. Yeah, so the question is no steals, right? No steals. So if there's an L curve, we started off the season going up on the L curve, and now where are we? Down. And so mm-hmm. that means the lo- this loss is on Jace, okay? And I don't like to talk about the manager because it's the players who play the game. But come on. If we aren't being aggressive, we lose. We're not playing Padres baseball, right? The hitters, mm-hmm. they're, not just, they're just not putting the ball in play. They're not protecting the plate. Okay, this is on the manager. We have to create opportunities. Okay, um, Myers got the first right, and then well, Hosmer was on third. <clears throat> Next thing you know, maybe a hit and run. Why? Why didn't Myers steal second? You know, with no outs or one out, right? Can't answer that. Yeah, we don't know what's going on down there, but I get what you're saying. And, and Marcus, thank you for the phone call. We, we actually, you hit on something that Tony Gwynn Jr. talked about on Gwynn and Chris this week. He said the same exact thing that you did. He said that he didn't feel like the Padres knew what their identity was right now. And I know that Chris Ello as well has been saying that for a while about the stolen bases and trying to get runners moving again because the Padres were playing really well when they were able to steal bases and when they were able to run or move runners over. And what is the identity of the Padres right now? That's a great question, Marcus, and thank you for asking it because it's been the talk of what we've been doing all week. And and Tony says, you know, late in the season, sometimes it's it's harder to steal bases because guys are tired and, and all of that. But that that's not an excuse right now. I mean, this this is this is what you work for in the offseason is this late part of the year. And I, I, I don't know. I guess a lot of the decisions not to move the runners are situational. And when you're coming from behind a lot, which the Padres have been doing a lot lately, it's almost not worth trying to steal a base and get your runner thrown out if you're having troubles getting runner on, runners on at all. And so it's almost like, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep your runner on in case we get him around to score? Or do you want to move him and get him caught out at second and now – you know, we're, we're we're removing runners from the base bases when we're already having troubles getting runners on the bases. So it's definitely it's definitely something that you you need to figure out here over the last month. They need a game plan, and I know that they have a game plan, but they need a game plan that works 
and that makes them feel like they were the team in the first half. All right, let's go to Charlie in Las Vegas, all the way out in Las Vegas. Charlie, what's on your mind tonight? I know uh, I know things are, are tough, so what do you got for me? <laughs> Heartbreaking like every other Padres fan right now, losing the lead that we had. Uh, the player of the game should have been Doug Eddings. Uh, the guy seems <laughs> to control – whenever they play the Padres, it seems like he controls the, – the, the, wants to be the – the, in the start, uh, in the limelight of what's going on, and instead of just doing his job, which is calling balls and strikes correctly, MLB needs to do something about it. And I don't believe that, that the Padres have an identity problem. We have great players. We know who we are. We're great. But it's a spark. And that goes back to that last caller that was talking about Tingler. He's going to have to start taking some blame because he's the one that needs to get these guys going and spark them and get them. Take a trash can and throw it across the room. Get people fired up. Do something. They just go out there and argue a little bit with, and, and, and be done and walk off the field. Kick some dirt on the guy's shoe. <laughs> you know, make sure, like, people understand that we want to win. And if he, if he starts, if he tries to spark this team, they're going to come alive. I don't care if a pitcher throws at somebody and there's a brawl. Something's got to change now. And I just hope that happens. I hope it starts with the management. Fire, fire from Charlie. Thank you, Charlie, for the phone call. Good, good take. Good, uh, well thought out uh, phone call right there. And um, I, I, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, so we can't say that they haven't thrown trash cans or anything like that. But I, I think we would have heard of about something like that. We do know after the no hitter last Saturday, when they got no hit by the Diamondbacks, Eric Hosmer had a closed door meeting. And uh, they came out the next day and they won, I think it was like 8-2. to two, And Tatis had two home runs. So I was hoping that would be the moment that it would turn things around. But I, 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 don't, I don't know how you motivate this group of guys or how you do something different to motivate this group of guys. It, it's, it, it's mind-boggling right now that's, that the losses are coming at the way that they are. And then they're coming at, in, in bunches here at the end of the season. And it's, it's, it's perplexing. And as uh, Tony would hate me, Tony Gwynn Jr. would hate me for saying this. It's flummoxing. Yeah, I'm flummoxed by it all. So it's, it's just one of those things that uh, is the great mystery right now with the 2021 San Diego Padres is what happened to the mojo. Uh, Let's go to one more phone call. Derek in San Diego, you are on the Padres postgame show. I'm Scraby. What's up? Derek, you there? Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, what's going on, Derek? Yes, I can. How's it going, man? Good. Uh, You know, I really – I want to call in to give Blake Snell some credit tonight, man. And, by the way, there have been some really good callers tonight, so shout out to them. Yeah. Um, but I think Blake Snell pitched a really good game tonight. You know, he left a couple curveballs up. Um, and, you know, I think this is a frustrating, frustrating time for all San Diego Padres fans. But um, I think that's that's really what I want to say, man. Shout out to Blake. I think he's making some strides. And um, I hope he kind of keeps building off these performances because really we're going to need Blake to to kind of keep getting better and, and, and perform. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been frustrating for, for everyone. Yeah. 
And, and good good stuff, Derek, and, and good stuff for shouting out Blake. It's Snell. I really appreciate that. We still got to keep the positivity as Padres fans, and I am going to keep the positivity as much as I can. And Blake Snell should be shouted out tonight for his for the game that he pitched tonight. And he could have he could have gone a little bit further. I think he had uh, he had less than a hundred pitches tonight. He had 90, 92 pitches when he was removed from the game, and he only gave up two hits. And he struck out nine in a normal in a normal start. You're looking at a win right there. He gave up three earned runs. He gave up that bad. He had one bad pitch to Bryce Harper. But when you're striking out nine, you're going five innings, you're only giving up two hits, and you're only walking two, that's a win. That should be a win. And that is more frustrating for Blake Snell, I think, than anything. He'll never tell you that. He won't because he's he's a good teammate. But Blake Snell definitely deserves a little bit more credit than I gave him. I will blame myself in the beginning of the show during the highlight section. I said it was a head-scratcher. But the more I think about it, the more I think that Blake Snell deserves credit for having a good start tonight when he needed to. The Padres just weren't able to pick him up. So that is, uh, that's unfortunate for Blake Snell, and that's unfortunate for the Padres tonight. They lose to the Phillies 4-3. to three. And speaking of Blake Snell, he did meet with the media after the game, and we all know that his press conferences are pretty fun, so let's go and hear what he had to say. Let's take you inside the clubhouse and find out what the Padres have to say after today's game on the Padres Radio Network. I understand that. Is there any satisfaction, though, with, you know, you got the walk, but then you go and you get the next three guys out? Is there any satisfaction in getting out of some of those situations? I mean, I walked the guy. There's, I'm pretty upset about it. So especially four pitches, start the game, you know. I should be in attack mode speed. Strike one, strike two, strike three. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just expect I should not be walking him on four pitches. Hey, Blake, you've been part of playoff teams, obviously, World Series teams. I mean, what, what can you tell us about what's going on in this clubhouse um, as far as the rough stretch you guys are going through, the mentality that might be happening in there? Uh, I mean, every team's going to go through a stretch where you lose a bunch of games. Uh, and it's all about, you know, how you bounce back, how you fight, how you, you know, we're going to we're gonna have to be, you know, dependent on everybody to, to find a way to win a game. Uh, losing streaks, it's all about how special is your clubhouse, you know, how special is the team, the guys. Uh, and I feel like we've been doing a good job of, you know, fighting, staying in the game, staying locked in. Um, but it's just we got to keep fighting, you know. It's the whole point is of a losing streak is, you know, what are you going to do to get out of it and what are you going to do to continue to find a way to win every game, especially now we have 39 games left. we got to find a way to win all of them. So, um, you know, I think I think with this team, you know, we're, we're all locked in, we're focused, but just got to keep it loose still and keep, you know, keep believing in each other and keep attacking every day as we got to win right now, so. Uh, tomorrow we got Joe on the mound, so that's really good for us. Uh, we're going against Nola, so that's going to be tough. But hopefully our Nola can be better than their Nola. That'd be pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I, it's just you got to keep fighting. You can't can't give in. You know, you got to be aware of you are losing, but we're going to win. We're a really good team, and we're going to you know once we get out of this, we're going to go on a very you know long winning streak, and we like to think that way. Thanks, Blake. Kevin Acey? Like, uh, you alluded to it a little bit, but uh, the importance of these games, uh, how important is it to you uh, and 
you and Joe are the healthy starters right now. Yeah. Um, how, how important is it that you feel like you need to come through in these games? Yeah, you know, I got to win every start. Um, I have to, uh, I, and I know I should be. So uh, it's frustrating, you know, that we lose this off of two hits and, you know, the, the two walks. Um, I just got to do a better job of limiting the damage, making better pitches, keeping it consistent uh, with my pitch mix. And uh, I just believe with, you know, how I feel right now, I got to continue to dominate, get deep into the game, let the bullpen rest and stay healthy. And I just got to do a better job of, you know, being, you know, on my A game through this last 39. Matt Scraby here with you, Padres post game show. That was Blake Snell speaking with the media after the game tonight. And I like that. I, I like Blake Snell and how he, he puts it on himself a lot, which is, uh, I believe, a sign of a true leader is when it's not your fault and you still put blame on yourself for this loss. That is a good move in my book, and it's a good move for your teammates, showing that you're not trying to, to one-up them. So Blake Snell, he uh, loses the game. He's 6-5 on the season. We're going to head to break in a second, but I want to read a couple tweets that were the tale of two Padres fans right now. We have at Padres Gal saying, at Matt Scraby, they just need to stop waiting for the perfect pitch to hit a dinger. They need to hit ground balls, bunt, steal bases, grind out a win. I agree with that, Padres Gal. And then on the other side, we have uh, Henri, I believe it is, at Matt Scraby. Padres will not make the playoffs. They don't have a, the pitching to compete. See you next year. I don't want them to go away. I don't want you to go away, Henri. I don't know why you got to go away. Uh, another one. Jeff M on Twitter at Matt Scraby. I'd really hate to take the human element out of the game. So I'd like to see the secret society. That isn't the umpires union. Clean it up. I think we all do. I think we all do. So thanks for those tweets. And thanks for the call so far. We'll, we'll see if we have any more phone calls here when we head to break, but we will have, uh, what do we have on the other side? The home run tally. Cause there was a home run tonight and we will check in on some of the scores around baseball. So that's all Next, when we get back on the Padres postgame show, I'm Matt Scraby. The Padres lose tonight to the Phillies, 4-3 on 97.3 The Fan. It's time to check the scores around the big leagues with the Out of Town Scoreboard. Brought to you by OGs, your headquarters for all games, with seven convenient locations in San Diego. Padres were the last game to be to end tonight in Major League Baseball, and there were a lot of them. Matt Scraby back with you here, Padres post game show, and uh, I know we have a few phone calls, so stay right there. We're going to try to get to you real soon, but let's go through some of these scores. The Royals beat the Cubs in Chicago today, six to two. The Braves blanked the Orioles three to nothing. The Orioles, I think, have lost sixteen straight at this point. Not good for the Orioles. The Yankees beat the Twins ten to two at home at Yankee Stadium. The Tigers end up beating the Blue Jays in Toronto 4-1 to in 10 innings. The Indians beat the Angels tonight 9-1. to The Red Sox take down the Rangers 6 to nothing. Chris Sale gets his second win of the season after returning from injury. The White Sox beat the Rays in Tampa 7-5 in 11 innings. The Reds beat the Marlins 5-3 at home today in Cincinnati. Sonny Gray takes the win for the, the Reds. Astros beat the Mariners 12-3. Lance McCullers Jr. picks up his 10th win of the season for the Astros. The Nationals went to Milwaukee, and they beat up on the Brewers 4-1. Patrick Corbin gets the win for the Nationals. The Pirates beat the Cardinals tonight, helping the Padres a little bit 4-0. The Rockies beat the Diamondbacks 9-4 at Coors Field. 
uh, barn burner right there. And then uh, in, in with a little bit more help, the A's beat the Giants tonight 4-1 to one in the Bay Bridge series. So there's a couple more games there for the Giants, and the A's have now won 70 games on the season. The Dodgers are cruising right now. They have uh, won a lot of games in a row, and they have now closed the gap with the Giants to about, I think, a game and a half. The Dodgers beat the Mets tonight 3-2 to at Chavez Ravine. So that's what's happening around baseball tonight, and the wild card race now looks like this for the Reds. Or for, for well, the Reds are now tied with the Padres, and uh, they're tied at 67 and 57. Then you got the Cardinals three and a half games back from there. The Phillies four games back from there, and then the Mets six games back from there. Right now, in the National League West, the Padres are a or they're 12 games behind first place. The Dodgers are a game and a half back from the Giants. So those are the scores and the standings around baseball. We're going to go to your calls in just one second, but the Padres did hit a home run. It may not have gotten more than eight feet off the ground, but it did leave the park. So let's find out how many. Which Padre went deep tonight? Let's take a look at the Padres' home run tally. Brought to you by the Gomez firm on the Padres Radio Network. Especially when we're in situations like that. 1-0 is hammered to left field. That is deep. That is gone! I don't know how, but it is a two-run homer for Manny Machado. I think the fence out there is eight feet high. I don't know that that ball ever got more than eight feet off the ground. It skipped off the top of the wall and left and into the seats. This is a one-run game in the bottom of the third, 22nd of the season for Machado. I love that call by Jesse Agler because it really did. It really didn't even look like it got off the ground. It was crazy how fast that thing got out. And it's now Manny Machado now owns the hardest hit home run of the season, 119.6 miles an hour off the bat. And that home run puts the Padres in 17th in baseball with 148 home runs. The Blue Jays now lead baseball with 184. So 17th and 148 home runs for the Padres. We have a couple callers on the line, so let's go and talk with you. Thanks for calling. If you want to give us a call, 833-288-0973. Let's go to Connor real quick. Connor, you're on with Scraby. What's up? Hi, sir. Um, I just wanted to bring it back to the trade deadline. I know the Yankees are going on a run right now, but not a lot of people are talking about their pitching that's allowing them to go on this big run. You know, it's not like they're just hitting out of the blues. That You know, they're having a – a playable game that they're, you know, they can put runs on the board and it all comes down to the starting pitching. If we don't have a game in the early innings, I don't think these hitters are going to have, you know, the drive to get us back in these games. And it feels like we're always behind. So starting pitching. Yeah, I agree with you, Connor. And thank you for the phone call. Appreciate that. Uh, it, It was something that we talked about earlier in the show. And if you're not, the Padres have looked I mean, they're a completely different team with the amount of injuries they've had with starting pitching. And I do think that, yes, there was a mistake, possible mistake made by A.J. Preller by not, not acquiring a starting pitcher at the deadline. But, again, I we don't have all the information. So it's like, do you really want to give up your highest-paid, pro, your highest-numbered uh, prospects for someone who might help you for half a season? I mean, we can go into that debate, but that's a di- different debate for another time. But I agree with you. Starting pitching is what? problem with the Padres when you're getting behind early you start pressing 
you start swinging at pitches you don't normally swing at, and you're starting. And, and Chris Ello on on the show this week said something really great. He said, "You're trying to hit that five run home run." And that makes so much sense to me because obviously you cannot hit a five run home run. The most runs you can hit is four, which is a grand slam. So you're trying to do stuff that you normally don't do. And that's what happens when you go down early. And that's what happens when you uh, start swinging at uh, pitches that you don't normally swing at. So good call, Connor. I agree with you. Starting pitching, huge problems. So hopefully they can get that. Uh, that that part of their game fixed. All right, let's go to another phone call. Don, you are on the Padres post game show. What's up, Don? Hey, Matt. Nice talking to you. I love the show. Absolutely uh, love the show and love my Padres. Thank you. Massive, massive fan. Uh, really enjoy it on the rides home on when we go to Padres games. Um, yeah, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Doug Eddings, and uh, I want to actually defend him. And the reason Ooh, I want to defend okay. Doug Eddings. Yeah, I want to defend him. I honestly think he's doing the best he can. I don't think he has it out for us. And the reason I think he's, you know, doing the best he can, the guy, he's just human. He's human. And therein lies the rub. He's only human. And here's the point of my call. I do not know for the life of me why Major League Baseball still insists on living in the 1800s as if – Guys are going back and forth between games and horse and buggy and trains. We have the technology for robot umps. We have the technology to get rid of all of these terrible calls on both sides of the aisle, on both sides. So I'm urging Padres fans, baseball fans, sports fans, please contact Major League Baseball. Let your thoughts be known. We're sick of human umpires for strike zones. We want robot umps. The, the, look, Major League Baseball listens. They moved the All-Star game from Atlanta to Colorado because they heard from fans like us. Please contact Major League Baseball. Put it, on your, put it on your calendar. Tonight when you get home, send off an email or Monday morning call the, call the office. I've left a, a message for them before, and they do listen. So uh, that's all what I wanted to say. It's only going to happen if fans speak up. I get what you're saying, Don, and, uh, you know, I, I know that we are headed that way for sure, so thank you for the phone call. That's an interesting point that you bring up. We we have talked about it on Gwyn and Chris as well about how they've been testing it, and I think it's the Atlantic League, and and it's calling it, – it's not fine-tuned yet. There is technology out there for it, but it's not ready to go just yet, and I do have a feeling that with more fan pressure, the, the, the offices at Major League Baseball are going to have to listen to it, and they're going to have to – try to appease the fans because when it comes down to it, if you can't watch the product because you're upset with something that's going on, you got to change it. You, that's how businesses go out of business is when you don't listen to your customers. So I do think that the, uh, the robot umps are coming at some point. I don't know how quickly that's going to be, but I do know that it's going to happen in, in, I don't know, probably in the next 10 years, I would think. But uh, I, I don't have a time machine. I wish I did. I would go into the future. I'd figure it out and see when robot umps are going to make their debut. But I like what you said, Don, though, about him being human, and that's the problem because he's doing the best he can. Maybe they need to check his eyes or something. I don't know. Maybe they need to have these uh, an aptitude test. Who knows? Until they get those robot umpires. But thank you so much, Don, for the phone call. We are heading to the the end of the Padres postgame show. We have one more break to go, but we're going to – Preview tomorrow's game when we get back. I'm Matt Scraby. The Padres lose to the Phillies tonight, 4-3 to on 97.3 The Fan. 
which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut. Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank, providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID-19. Become a donor or volunteer today at SanDiegoFoodBank.org. And the relief pitcher of the game, back with you here, Padres postgame show, Matt Scraby, is Austin Adams. He went an inning tonight. He gave up a hit, but he did strike out two. Austin Adams has looked pretty good here in the recent uh, in the recent outings that he has had. So that is what we will choose for the relief pitcher of the game. The Padres lost tonight 4-3, to but they look to get back on track tomorrow. And they have the hometown guy, Joe Musgrove, on the mound. He is 8-8 eight eight on the year, 3.11 ERA with 151 strikeouts on the season. Then they're facing Aaron Nola, which you're like, Nola, are they related to, is he related to Austin Nola? Yes, he is related to Austin Nola. They're brothers. So Aaron Nola will be pitching for the Phillies tomorrow. He's been pretty good this year. He's been uh, up and down, but he's 7-7 seven and seven with a 4.48 ERA and 163 strikeouts. I, uh, I'm not sure if Austin Nola will be, playing tomorrow but i think that would be pretty fun and something that you uh, are able to uh, watch for tomorrow would be the brother on brother matchup i always thought growing up that would be pretty cool to match up with your brother and play against them in the professional ranks so we're gonna have joe musgrove aaron nola pitching tomorrow for each team and the game is going to start at 5 40 p.m i will be with you on pregame show at 4 40 p.m tomorrow so make sure you're listening to your Odyssey apps or the radio, 97.3 or at 97.3, thefansd.com. But tomorrow is a new day for the Padres. Clean slate for the wild card race. It starts tomorrow. It's up to the team that wins more games starting tomorrow for the rest of the season. So let's put all this behind us. Let's show up tomorrow as fans, and let's continue to cheer for the Padres because they are still right there. And I know that sounds crazy, but they're still right there. All right, appreciate everyone who gave us a call tonight. Really good calls. I appreciate Matt. I appreciate Marcus. I appreciate Derek. I appreciate Charlie, Connor, Don. Very, very good phone calls tonight, and also some very good tweets as well. So appreciate all of you for helping me get through the postgame show. I really appreciate Brian Cohen, who is holding down the fort, and he is running the board. He does a great job for Padres Radio, and uh, everybody needs to give him a standing ovation because without him, there's nothing on the air for Padres Baseball. So thank you, Brian, for doing all of this tonight. Thank you to Adam Klug. Thank you to um, Michael Valenzuela. Thank you to Dave Marcus. I forgot. How can I forget Dave Marcus's name? Oh, Dave. It's a little late, but thank you to Dave Marcus. Thank you to Jesse Agler. Thank you to Tony Gwynn, Jr. I will be with you tomorrow for pregame starting at 4.40 p.m. Hopefully we get another or we get a Padres win. The Padres lose tonight 4-3, to and that will be it for us on 97.3 The Fan. Good night. Thanks for joining us for today's game. For all the latest news on the Friars, stay tuned to your home of the San Diego Padres, 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.